0: Listening to Yoga Off The Map Podcast with Amber Hagberg, and this is episode number 37. Today I am so excited because I have a special guest, Erica. She is a yoga teacher and also a yoga off the map podcast queen, which is how I found her. She is a yoga teacher, a life coach, and I thought that she could bring so much value to this podcast, being that we are so similar in. Yoga Off the Map podcast, teaching yoga and inspiring others to really live a fulfilled life. I will let her introduce herself because I know she'll do it better than me. So thanks for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So as you
1: said, I teach yoga. I host a podcast called On and Off Your Math. So very similar to you, which is very funny because I recently discovered your podcast and I was like, oh, we're basically the same thing, which is fun. And I do coaching, particularly around stress and how stress affects our body and our life and all these beautiful things that, you know, no one needs to talk about. (laughs) My goal is really like to help particularly women move from that surviving feeling to more of a thriving feeling. And I feel like addressing our body's response and getting getting to understand how we are, how we think and how our body responds. Then it gives us so much um, agency and capability to make a change, make a shift, and really build build the life we want to live instead of just, you know, doing what we're supposed to do and wondering why we're not quite feeling as good as we thought we would. <laughs>
0: Yes, totally. And I love that so much too, because it's like, what you said is like doing what we're supposed to do. And when we do what we're supposed to do, how does that actually feel in your body? So I'm curious for you, how do you describe or define stress? And, and people like that we work with, Hmm. sometimes they're like, I'm not stressed out. I don't have stress, Could you define that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's actually a really good question.
1: Because of what you're saying, we we have an idea of what stress is from, I don't know where. And we, we often forget a big piece of it. So I, myself for a long time, when like a medical practitioner would ask me, like, are you stressed? Like, what is your stress level? I'd be like, like, not, not really. Like, I mean, I just came back from vacation or, you know, my schedule is a little lighter this week or, uh, I, I mean, I do yoga and I meditate and, right? Like I was feeling like I was doing those things. so obviously stress was not an issue when in fact it was, but I didn't really know what what it actually is. So to answer your question, stress is the perception that we have from the pressure in our lives or the lack of safety. So, and the, the, the important word is perception here, right? It doesn't actually matter if you have a lot of pressure in your external circumstances, meaning your schedule, what's happening to you in your life. What matters more, it's your perception of it. It's the thoughts you have about it, it's the stories you tell about it, it's the way you perceive what is happening, what is happening, because that is what then creating a physical response in your nervous system it comes from the thought the thought creates the feeling and then from the feeling we're going to have all sorts of physical sensation in your in our physiology we're going to have emotions her heart rate's going to change her blood pressure is going to change and all of this then is also your stress response so the stress is your perception and then the way your body responds to that perception we can't access, we can't control all of our external circumstances. And that's what I believe stress was about. It was just about an external trigger or stressor. But When you realize that, yes, there's things that happen in life that are horrible and that you cannot control, but you can control the way you perceive them. You can control the way you think about them, whether it's because you are feeling pressure because it's challenging because it's difficult or because you are feeling or seeing a lack of safety which could be a real true thing but your conversation with yourself about that lack of safety will create a physiology response a body response a nervous system response and those two things are your answer to whether you are stressed or you are not stressed or you having physical response that come from stress are you having thoughts around how much pressure difficulty or lack of safety you're experiencing if so yes you are experiencing stress (laughs) and I would think most of us do especially when we're unaware of you know what it is and so we're letting it be just that outer circumstance that we can't control
0: yeah and you said makes sense Totally. And you said so many good pieces. It's hard to pick just one question to keep that conversation going. But I think like a lot of times we don't really understand what stress is, and that uh-huh. what stresses me out might not stress you out. And so it's like absolutely you think like, oh, I'm not stressed, but your belief system underneath that I'm not stressed, mm-hmm. the like what you said, my perception is going to be different. And it might not be in my mind that I feel stressed, but it's in the nervous system. Exactly. We can have the exact same situation
1: happen and you might see it as something very scary, very traumatic, very difficult. And I might see it as something that like was annoying and, you know, kind of a bummer. It's going to have a very different response in our system, right? Like, so the words you choose, are actually going to change the response you get and the way you perceive, no matter, as you say, no matter what's happening, because we're each going to have a different response, a different response according to our stress level that's her baseline, according to her trauma history, according to are we already in chronic, you know, low grade stress. Whatever you're starting with is different than the other person. So, of course, your perception is going to be tinted by that, your past experiences. And then, of course, your body response is going to be different depending, like it cascades, right?
0: Yep, exactly. And so with that being said, like, what is the first indicator someone listening could be like, oh, this is actually a stress trigger and I never really knew it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just a little Side note to that is that in your nervous system, and we
1: can dig into this more if you want, but in your nervous system, we have, if you think about like polyvagal here, we have three branches, right? We have the synthetic response. So I'll give you an example of that in a moment. But we also have within the parasympathetic response, either a ventral or a dorsal response. So when we hear fight, flight, or freeze, I'm sure some of your listeners have heard that before. We're talking about the parasympathetic response. But in the polyvagal theory, where we think that the vagus nerve is what's activating the reaction of your nervous system, they split that into two. And there's a dorsal side, which is your back body side, and the ventral side, which is your front body side. So without getting too much into the details of this right now, to answer your question first, if you're in a sympathetic response, if you're activated in your fight or flight, response to keep it simple things that you might not notice are happening but that are happening is things like your adrenaline is rising so that's going to look different in different person is your heart rate racing are you feeling a little bit more sweaty like is your body a little warmer that might be a response to adrenaline is your muscle or your muscles tensing so like if you're constantly feeling muscular tension and like palpitation that's a sign that you're highly stressed, right? Another sign that's really simple that you might also not pick up just from feeling into your body is your cortisol level. But you can get tested with a blood test to see where your cortisol level are. Your cortisol is a hormone that's going to raise when your nervous system is activated in the sympathetic response. What, what else is going to happen? You're having digestion issues. If your digestion is slow, especially um, if you're having either constipation or on the other side you're having diarrhea those are signs that your system nervous your system is really stressed because digestion is kind of put on the back side when you're in a situation of like fight or flight you don't have time to digest and your body just puts it to the back burner to deal with it later so either it's going to be constipated because it's on the back burner and you have no energy to deal with that or the stress is going to be so intense that your nervous system is going to kind of empty your bowels to release that, right? So if you have digestive issues, that's a really big sign. If you have thyroid issues, that's a sign as well. And if you're not sure, again, a blood test will tell you. If you're really tired, you know, that's usually the first sign of like hypothyroidism. So that might be if you're having like chronic fatigue issues, that might be a sign of stress. Um, If you feel anxious, regularly worry regularly overwhelmed regularly those are all physiologic signs of stress if you're if you tend to like if we think of the fight aspect if you tend to go really quick in blaming shaming yourself or others or like being defensive or pushing back against the situation or someone else that's a sign of stress if on the other side you're more of a flight person, you know, you tend to storm out, you tend to pull away to stonewall. Those are all signs that that's a stress response. And we might not think of that. We're like, oh, it's just my personality. You know, when I'm when I'm confronted with someone, I shut down or I stonewall or I start blaming. Like we don't necessarily associate that as a stress response. But it is all of those are sympathetic response example and then if we go to the dorsal side that's the side that we call the freeze right so if you've heard fight flight or freeze the freeze side is like that shut down i'm exhausted so if you're constantly exhausted if you're constantly overwhelmed if you feel like you're dissociating with your sensations your body you're trying to numb, like whether it's through your phone, through TV, through food, through alcohol, those are all ways that we try to numb ourselves. And those are all signs of stress, right? Any like sensation of being like backed against the wall or disconnected or hopeless, in despair, helpless. Those are all emotions that relate to stress, just a different branch than the synthetic. Um, response: I'm sure you can see that, like fighting is different than being totally numb and collapsed emotionally, right?
0: Yeah, totally. And I feel like you gave so many different examples of how stress shows up for each one of us mm-hmm. individually. And sometimes, like the one that really stood out to me and that I don't think about a lot, but I've seen it happen with my sister, was digestion issues, not being able to mm-hmm. release and let go, or holding or holding on too much, and it's like out of that fight or flight fear, I can't let go. And, and and another one is that that triggered another thought is like a lot of women I've worked with, like they struggle to lose weight and they're eating well and they're moving their bodies, but they're stressed out to the max. So there's so yeah. many different ways that our body. Yeah like shows us that something's not in alignment. And so when Mm -hmm. your clients come to you and you're like, Oh yeah, that's stress. Like, what are some tools that you, you give them to manage these things? Because, you know, for each person stress shows up differently. And so like, what is your, like, um, like when you assess them, like what's Mm -hmm. next?
1: Yeah. So obviously, as you say, there's so many ways that stress shows up. So there's so many answers you can have, right? So it's really individual. But as a kind of big picture, I think the first step is awareness is can you name what's happening for you? Can you name the body sensation? Can you name the emotion? Can you connect to that awareness of what stress looks like for you and eventually when they gain some knowledge of their nervous system where are you are you in a sympathetic response are you in a dose in a dorsal response right which part of your nervous system is activated so once you get to understand you're like okay my heart is racing i'm you know i'm feeling xyz uh let's my stomach is in a knot i'm not listening very well to the other person that's talking like i'm turning away this is anxiety for me okay this feels this way i'm in this i'm in my sympathetic response what can i do from here right so first is you have to understand yourself your physiology you have to be able to name to put into words what you're feeling you can't change something you're unaware of you can't do Something on something you don't know it exists. You have to become aware of what's happening. Then, and that's an important little step I'm going to add here before you can take action, you have to come with acceptance and non judgment. And like, because if you're beating yourself, like, oh, I can't believe, once again, I am feeling this way, your body's going to, it just adds an extra layer of stress, right? You're not starting to move away from that. So, practicing acceptance, practicing non-judgment, like observing yourself from that neutral watcher place is going to be a very important step. And then from that place with like all the love you have for yourself, then you can take the right next action to support your system depending on where you are. So we can give a few examples if you want, like whether you're in sympathetic or your dorsal like what can you do from there but there's general things that your listeners and you know as well i'm sure as simple as a yoga practice that would be like a little slower a mindfulness practice that you enjoy that works for you anything that brings you back into the present moment is going to be supportive for your nervous system all the self-care tools you have chances are, are going to be supportive for your nervous system if they're supportive in general, right? Um, Things like breath, right? Like a four, seven, eight breath or a square breath, or those are gonna bring you back. Then we can go into the details, you know, do I need to activate my system more, relax my system more, and then you can play with that breath a little bit more. Um, Things like self massage for me is very, very helpful. Any touch, like if I'm just even rubbing my skin with my own hands, that could be helpful asking for a hug, asking to be held, like human contact is super, super helpful. Um, Practices like grounding, anything that helps you feel grounded. If it's putting your feet in the earth or doing a physical practice that's grounding or a meditation that's grounding, that will be supportive. Um, Talking, connecting with people. So like someone you can hold eye contact that will smile and feel warm or have like a really nice, safe tone of voice for you that's going to be helpful so there's things you can do on your own and then there's things you can ask other to support you right in it Um, I also like shaking dancing like that's a little bit more activated depends where you start as I said right but there's there's so many so many tools
0: that you could use so many tools and in that like what works today might not work tomorrow and it's amazing to be able to have like that toolbox to go Mm -hmm. into and tap but I think what you said that really stood out to me was the awareness of it and Mm -hmm. being gentle and soft with yourself because oh I should be over this why am I stressed out again that puts more pressure on us and you know as the listeners know as you know being a, a yoga teacher a yoga student there's different layers of the onion. So what stresses you out today might stress you out again in a year or continue to stress you out, but you're just going deeper each time. Absolutely. You're becoming more and more aware of
1: the nuance. Like you're becoming, you can, you're able to focus more and more on less and less, right? Like the smaller details, like you're, It's like that spiral motion you start with the really obvious stuff and then it will come back but you'll be able to address it at a at a very more nuanced level or a lot quicker like before you go full out into your nervous system response you might catch it quite faster and like it doesn't feel as challenging to out right that's that's kind of the goal is that over time it's a faster response it's an easier response that asks for less effort and the shift is smaller so it's it's not like as jarring for your system.
0: Yeah, totally. I want to shift the conversation just a little bit to your introduction because it really stood out to me going mm-hmm. from surviving to thriving. It's something mm-hmm. that I talk about a lot and I would love for you to break down like what it looks like when someone's just surviving and how you, you know, motivate them and inspire them to really start to stand out and thrive in their lives. Mhm. Well, in a simple way, it's what we've
1: been talking about. For me, surviving is that you're unaware of what's going on and you're just doing everything you can just to be okay. Like you have this to-do list of what you're supposed to do in life and you're going through the motions without knowing why you're doing it, without knowing if it actually matters to you, without being clear on if it's helpful to you. You're just doing all the things You are being told or served or presented with, and you're going with that, taking that for gold. And you feel in response, stuck. You feel stuck in a way like you're not happy. You don't feel healthy. You don't feel vibrant, energized. You just feel drained all the time. You feel stuck all the time. Like I don't know what is wrong, but I know something is wrong. I'm able to go, you know, about my day and I'm getting all stuff done. But is this really all that life is about? You know, if you're asking yourself that question, for me, you're in a survival mode, even if you're getting it all done. If there's any part of you that's like, seriously, is this all? No, it's not all. Thanks for asking the question. Let's talk. Right. So, like, that's the first kind of the first step. Is your system overloaded? Are you chronically stressed? Are you having health issues? Are you feeling just dissatisfied? Are you feeling stuck? Are you feeling like you don't know what to do, but you know something is not quite right? For me, you're going through life, you're surviving, you're on that hamster wheel. And you're just Feeling that you're going nowhere, but you're constantly exhausted, like constantly busy, but you're not moving forward. So that would be the way I see surviving. And then thriving, when you move away from that, is that you're a lot more intentional with your actions because you know what you want to create in your life. You know what is ahead of you. And from that, then you take the actions you need to bridge the gap between where you are now and where you want to go. You know what it feels like, what you want to feel, what it looks like to be radiant, to be energized, to be healthy, to have a partnership that is supportive for you and loving and what you need and want to have a job that feels fulfilling and meaningful. Like, you know what that picture looks like. And from there, you either by yourself do like a, you know, a process of trial and error to figure out step by step, how do I get closer to that? Or you get someone that can lay out some options with a little quicker for you to test, or that can lay out some option and help you pick the right one quicker, because they like help you with the right questioning, or they help you with like, getting clear on, what is really a yes or a no for you? Like for a lot of us, especially women or, you know, humans socialized as women, we have lost that connection to what is a true yes for me, what it is I truly want and what it feels like in my body to say like, yes, this is the right thing I need to do. So my goal is to really help people reconnect to that intuitive intelligence that we all have. So you don't have to do a million trial and error. You're clearer and more direct on your path. And then from there, you can create whatever you want in your life, you know, like dream big and make it happen. <laughs> and that's driving for me because it feels effortless. It feels a lot easier and it's moving you forward in a life that feels more fulfilling and more joyful and whatever you want to experience, you know.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I, when you were talking, exactly what you just said is like, I feel contracted. I feel stressed. I feel like, is this all? It's like the answer is in the question, you know, like, Mm -hmm. is this all? Of course not. But like, when you're talking about thriving, it's like, Ooh, it's so juicy, so exciting. So exploration. And it's like, so you can even see like the stress living in the surviving and like the thriving, being like able to tap into these tools and know what to do when you start to go into that space and place. And it's like, and like what you said from there, it's like, Ooh, what can I can create? Where can I go? Mm -hmm. And when you're stressed out, you can't be in that creative energy and that like radiant energy that you spoke of. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Your stress is taking your, your response to all those perception is taking so much energy, so much energy that you don't have energy to deal with creating the life of your dream. That is like, it feels overwhelming. It feels so far and impossible. So as you control your stress as you nurture your body your nervous system all of a sudden you have access to much more energy that then you can use to create and of course that has to be from a place of wellness and you know being grounded and connected within and really taking the time to understand yourself it has to start with awareness i think everything i teach for me, starts with awareness of it.
0: Yeah. And I think of like awareness being as what you just said, the first step, because it's like, we can't change what we're not aware of. So, you know, using yoga or other like uh, presence practices to get us in tune with like who we are and how we feel and how we respond to life circumstances. Mm -hmm. And just feeling empowered about it because yeah, I don't know if I can
1: swear, but stuff is going to happen, <laughs> you know, stuff is stuff is going to happen in your life and it might be hard and it might be horrible, you know, like life goes on, people are going to die, there's going to be, people are going to leave, like whatever stresses your system, you can't stop it, you can't control the world, you can't control the people around you, I've tried, it doesn't work, right, I'm sure you've tried too, so do not feel completely disempowered into like, well, I don't have control over the triggers of my stress. Knowing that even those things happen so quickly. So maybe that's interesting for people to think about. You might not be able to choose your state to decide like, oh, I'm going to stay into my ventral response where I'm relaxed and able to connect with people and loving and, you know, clear minded, like you're not, it's not necessarily a choice. It happens so quickly in your system. But if you can't choose the state, know and remember that you still have the power to influence it. And that alone is so calming for my system to know, like, no matter what happens, I can do something about it. No matter how you know, life feels like it's falling apart, I still have, you can put it as like a responsibility to take, but I still have a choice, I still have an option, I still have power. And it's not power over your physiology, it's kind of power with when you really get to know it
0: clearly. Yeah, and when when you're speaking, I was like underline, highlight, put it in hash, like (laughs) put it in quotation marks. Like you have the power to influence your circumstances because like it doesn't matter like how enlightened you are, how much yoga you do, how much you're living a life of thriving, life still Mm -hmm. happens and just shit still Mm -hmm. sucks, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Um and what we do with it is really like whether we, whether we thrive, we start to thrive through it or we, we suffer through it. And like what you said is so powerful around like control. I think we've all had control issues. <laughs> Most of my listeners are women. Um, and that there's this desire to want to control our life. And another huge like factor to stress is thinking that we have control. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we are told that,
1: you know, in a way we have control and that's a lie that we are you know if you have if you built a schedule and you control what your kids are doing at you know in the day and you are having open communication with your partner like we are told that if we do the right things everything is going to be okay but the truth is as you say shit still happens you know your partner is still gonna react in a way that's out of your control. Your children are still gonna do something that's out of your control. COVID's gonna happen. Someone you love's gonna die. Like you can't control these things. And when we think like I should be able to control these things, like what's wrong with me? How am I not able to have the perfect life that it looks like other people are having out there? Then that shame is like that extra layer of like. Every stress on your body, the self, like critical thinking, negative, all that is so heavy and has an impact. If I can like repeat that your thoughts create your feelings. And from those thoughts and those feelings, that's your perception of everything that happens that creates your stress response. Well, if you're adding like beliefs about yourself in the world, like beliefs about yourself, like you're not enough, you're not, you know. Doing what you're supposed to do, you're failing in a way, you're adding that extra layer as well. But if you recognize that I can't control this, but I can come at it from a neutral place, it doesn't have to be like positive. Like, I don't want to encourage, like, you know, that spiritual bypass of like, I'm just going to put a positive outcome on it or outlook on it and it's going to be fine. No, but truly. What's the meaning you give to that situation? What do you think it's saying about who you are, about the world around you, right? Are you saying that because this happened, you are unlovable, you are a failure? Are you saying that because this happened, the world is dangerous, people are out to get you? Like, What is it that you're believing about this? This is where you can start to work into reshaping those thoughts and not just putting a positive affirmation and be like, okay, I'm done that's not really going to do it. That's not going to work. But deeply looking into your thoughts around the situation and just understanding that there's things you can control and there's others you you can't and putting the energy where it matters, you know, don't put, don't waste energy on the things you can't control because you're going to fail and that's not going to feel good. Put energy on the things you can control and you're going to see change and you're going to feel better and, you're going to want to continue to do that and your life's going to improve and, you know, your, your situation is going to feel better. You're going to be closer to what you experience or expect as of wellness or happiness, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think what you said that really stood out to me is, like, you can't control everything, but you can, like, control how you respond to it. And also your beliefs around what's happening in your life. Like the belief system is so important. Yeah, it's huge. Amazing. It makes a really big difference. So good. I There's so many golden nuggets from this. And I'm super excited <laughs> that you're here to to really share your wisdom around like, you know, what stress is and how it shows up and how it can be different. Yeah, Wait. thank you so much. Where can my listeners come and find you? What are you up to? Where can they plug in to see more of you, hear more from you? Yeah, Um, two places
1: mainly. Instagram is the only social I'm
0: really active on. So they can find me
1: at erica.belanger is my last name. And there's one page for the podcast as well. So on and off your mat podcast. So they can find me there. They can find me on my website at ericabelanger.com. And from there, they have access to everything I offer from Instagram, too. Like in LinkedIn bio, there's a lot of stuff in there. Uh, but what people can know uh, and sign up for the newsletters, they'll, they'll receive a lot of information around stress for sure, around yoga in general, and all the subjects that we talk on the podcast. I have um, a membership where people can come in and do yoga on their own, you know, rhythm and timeline there's hundreds of classes on there per theme and there's a lot of content for them to dig in if they want to practice yoga with me they could do it live or on demand that way um
0: and if they want
1: obviously to connect to the podcast there's a ton of good stuff on there they can find it everywhere podcasts are available and then if they want to do coaching uh through the website or through a dm on instagram we can set up a free call to talk about your stress if you're feeling like wow, like a lot of the things you're talking about, I can relate to, or you had some aha moment in this conversation. You're like, wow, I never thought of that. Or yes, that's me. Then we can set up a free call and just see if coaching would be a solution for you or a supportive solution for you, for you to figure out what are your next right action, your next step um, in the future. I would love to chat with your listeners about that if they're in need of it.
0: Mm Amazing. And for those of you listening, I will put all of this in the show notes so it's easier for you to find her. Um, Thank you so much for being here, Erica. Such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Okay. Until next time. sure hope that you're enjoying this interview series from women around the world, because I know I am. I am learning so much from these ladies, and I hope that you are too. I would love to connect with you on Instagram, at Amber Hagwork, and just hear from you, like, who's been your favorite interviewee, and what would you like to hear more of? I know that this interview journey series came from entering motherhood, and I'm pretty certain that I'm going to keep it going because I love to be able to offer you different views and perspectives from other women around the world. So shoot me a DM on Instagram or tag me in your stories share with me like a big takeaway and who it is you're listening to. I can't wait to connect deeper and in most certainly I cannot wait to share with you the journey that birth took me on and where I am now. Until then, I will wait for that DM. Don't be a silent listener. Let's stay connected, grow the relationship and be here in this space, learning, growing, sharing together. And just remember, the most important, longest, sacred relationship you are ever going to have is the one you have with yourself. Nourish it, give to yourself, date yourself, and love yourself like you're the most important human on the planet because you are. And I want to thank you. I really appreciate you tuning in and listening to this podcast. It's an honor to know that people are listening and gaining value while generating their own insights. For more actionable tools and practices, head over to my Facebook group, www.facebook.com groups slash yoga for inner peace, to learn more practices that you can put into your toolbox to reduce stress, build confidence, and create a community of other women who are like you, wanting to better their lives, to better their communities. Thank you again for being here. And if you're on social, post a photo of you listening to this and tag me, Amber Hagberg, so we can hang out online and continue growing this relationship, first from the inside and then from the outside. I'll see you on the next episode.